This is a homebrew podcast. Welcome back to the Kaleidosphere, a Dungeons and Dragons play podcast. I'm your dungeon master, Nathan. Joining me tonight, we have Grant. Zachariah Harros, contemplating the lumber and building supplies I just had loaded onto a boat that I'll probably never see again. <laughs> I was wondering if you had thought about that. Uh, we'll see what happens. Cody. I did. Jack Rackman, let's follow this moose. Pippin. Lordy, lordy. I know at least four recipes for that moose. <laughs> Jonathan. Meat Scout, who is wondering if the plural of moose is moose or meese or mooses. Moose in Alright, cool. The moose. I don't think that's actually it. That's just what I like to say. Uh, and Alex. Clacker Volkson. Now I'm thinking about moose horn tea. <laughs> Join us on episode 22 of our first campaign, To Whom the Sea Belongs. Before we get into the actual show today, I have a couple quick announcements for you. Do y'all like how I put the announcements at the beginning of the episode instead of at the end so you can't just turn it off? Uh, please don't skip forward. You're actually going to want to hear this. <laughs> There are a lot of exciting things happening on the Homebrew Network, of which the Kaleosphere is one of now three shows. The pilot show I've mentioned a couple times before, uh, it's the Homebrew. The first campaign is Absurdism in a Millennium Abroad, and uh, three of these fine gentlemen are cast members of that. It's DM'd by none other than uh, Zachariah's player, Grant. This is the second show. And then the third show, which launched only a couple weeks back, is... um, Power Word Fail, which is uh, deemed by the wonderful Carlos Torres, and uh, I am one of the uh, players in that campaign, so uh, check it out for some more shenanigans. Um, the other thing that I'm really stoked about is the Kaleidosphere is officially on Patreon now, so uh, the Homebrew Network has one Patreon for all of its different shows, so you get tons of content at every subscription level. So just for the Kaleidosphere, at the um, $2 tier, you get um, access to city maps and battle maps that I have created specifically for this campaign. Regional maps and the world map are free on the Discord, so join the Discord. Um, But I'll probably throw them up on Patreon for like the $0 free supplement stuff as well. Also at $2 currently, you will get monthly PDFs of um, player characters, homebrew races and classes, classes, subclasses, uh, adventure modules, just one PDF every month that is related in some way or another to one of the three different shows we have going on right now. Uh, The two that are out so far are related to um, Absurdism and Millennium Abroad, but we're going to be bouncing around between the three shows. Five dollars and up, you get to uh, submit an NPC name to be used in any one of the three shows, so specify which show uh, if you want to show up in the Kaleidosphere or the Homebrew. Let us know. Similarly, at the $10 tier, you get a personalized shout-out on one of the shows. So, lots of cool stuff. Those are just the, um, like, most common tiers. We've got more expensive rewards for higher tiers as well, so be sure to check that out. All of that said, let's get into this week's episode. Uh, last week, you uh, fought the uh, the werewolf, the hobgoblin werewolf. It ended up being a, kind of an anticlimactic fight because Clacker was just OP in that battle in spectacular form. I thought it was very climactic. I thought it was a great fight. <laughs> um, okay. Well, I'm glad you all enjoyed it. I thought it was just one big climax the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> um, af- 
after that, you all started back toward the uh, the small coastal town uh, in Reniana, but along the way, you were waylaid by a moose who uh, um, communicated non-verbally with uh, uh, Jack by grunting and mooing and shaking his big moosey head. Um, and then he led you all many, many miles to the north um, along the coastline and eventually brought you to a craggy shore that Jack recognizes from his dreams, the shore where he has communed with Yold, the uh, father god of the Gamal religion. Uh, it is there that we are going to resume. And so let me describe the shore real quick. Obviously, there's a tidal pool of great interest, but I'm going to describe the whole kind of setting before any of you proceed. So the uh, shore is rocky. There's very little sand uh, anywhere along here. I hate sand. <laughs> okay, Wayfinder. <laughs> it's a weird thing to hate. <laughs> uh, beyond the shore, there are a lot of crags that are jutting up, so for those of you that live near a coast or have been to the coast, especially some of the coasts coastline along California, like there's a lot of rocky shore that it's sometimes kind of hard to tell where the shore stops and the oceans or the, the sea starts because the rocks just kind of keep going. So this is kind of what you're dealing with. And it looks like a lot of this is fossilized coral. You do see shark fins cutting through the water. So even though it's shallow water with all of the coral and sandbars and everything, um, it is not preventing uh, sharks from patrolling this area. Quite a ways further out, there is a single massive outgrowth of coral with the ruins of some sort of long-destroyed house or hut of some sort. Medium size, roughly the same size as like a modern suburban, like middle-class house, you know. Might have a second story, might just have a large attic. Um, and uh, yeah, again, that's probably more than a stone's throw, let's say like 300 feet out into, so maybe a stone's throw for clacker, I should say. But it's, it's, a, it's a good ways out into the shore. And then, of course, going inland, you quickly would uh, be re-submerged in a, a boreal forest, primarily pine with maybe the occasional deciduous tree. Most of it is some form of conifer or another. And finally, Jack, right in front of you, there is a massive tidal pool that rippled when the moose mooed at it before the moose retreated back into the forest. What would you all like to do? Can I ask a quick question? Yeah. I don't have noted if we took a long rest yesterday. You did not take a long rest. You did take a short rest, so everyone be sure their hit points and hit dice are sufficiently okay. modified for that. Did you mean the moose moosed at it, not mooed at it? I did mean that, <laughs> yes. Okay, right. I just want clarity on that. Yeah, I'm, I'll definitely look into the pool or see what's going on. Mm -hmm. uh, give me a perception check. A ten. Okay. Arr, these waters are kind of murky, I don't know. Yeah, it's pretty much what you would expect of a normal tidal pool, with one obvious exception, which is that it appears not to just end, but it looks like there's some sort of uh, tunnel leading deeper into the ocean. Hmm. There's like, you know, starfish and barnacles and such kind of on the sides of the pool. Some of them are submerged, some of them are not. This is a tunnel of meats. I guess... Well, it's another secret tunnel, huh? Should you... <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering how long it would take this episode before someone said that. Uh, not long enough. Um, Jack, should you... <laughs> what do you... 
I know this is this is just a gut feeling of mine, which is odd because I have no guts. But with your, should you do, get in the pool? <laughs> All right. Oh, just uh, right. Like you're 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 turning into aquatic of some sort. There's the pool. It looks Darn. like a tunnel. I don't know. Can clacker breathe underwater? Right. I'll step can. in. Or... Well, no, uh, whales can't breathe no, that's underwater. A good point. They, they, they have blowholes. All right, well, yeah. <laughs> well, I should. I, I have a horn in mine right now, but yes. Yeah, I have betrayed my lack of uh, basic marine biology knowledge. Yet again. You did that when you asked if sharks were fish. And if my blowhole was like a bag of holding. <laughs> <laughs> well, that one's a valid question. Yeah, I'll, I'll step into the pool. All right. All right. In we go. You're wet. <laughs> You're wet. Yes. See, go, go down. Go, go down the tunnel a little bit. Try right. breathing the water. I'll pull you out if you choke. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I'll start swimming down. All right. And, um, can you breathe water? Uh, yeah, you know it. You know I can. Nice. You can breathe air and water. I have a swimming speed equal to my walking speed. Nice. See, I just sink, and I can walk along the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Jack starts swimming around. He the, pulls the bandages off of his hands, and he's got fully webbed fingers at this point. Ugh. I keep going. All right. You know, I, I'm asking if Clacker can breathe water, but I entirely forgot that Mitska can breathe water. <laughs> 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 so Mitska's going to go with Jack. Okay. She's gonna be like, oh, right. Yeah. Oh, if we're if we're going, I can go too. I I don't have to breathe. I don't breathe water. I don't breathe anything. Right. Well, I'll just stay up here and keep an eye out. Well, maybe I'll just go like halfway. I'll just like I'll stay like close enough that I can see you, but that I can, yeah. I'll I'll be like the I don't know middle. The three of you. So three of you have gone into the tidal pool, and two of you are remaining behind. Oh yeah. I suckers. I'm not going down. I'm just getting in the water and I'm like sticking my head in the water so I can see them. Okay, well Jack and Mitska, you head into what appears to be a tunnel that is clearly deliberate because you can kind of see it on this map here. You head into yeah. an area of um, of coral growths that it's obviously coral, so or fossilized coral, so it's essentially like practically stone but it's shaped like the uh, ribs of an animal, or like the throat of an animal. Nice. The uh, coral arches are spaced no more than 8 to 10 inches apart from one another, so they're still water flowing through this whole structure. You're still completely submerged at all points, but it looks like this is, in a way, cordoned off from the rest of uh, the ocean. So, for example, you can see sharks swimming up close to you, swimming above you, but they can't get to you because you're separated from them by these stone, or by these coral fixtures. Hmm. I kind of look behind me and see that Mitska's coming with me, and I kind of aquatically breathe a sigh of relief. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can we speak underwater, or is it just breathing? It's a good question. We will adjust based on... Uh, Basically playtesting, because not a whole lot of D&D campaigns actually happen underwater. This one will, mm -hmm. a lot. I'm going to say you can speak underwater. Sound technically carries better underwater, but you can't communicate 
to an above water creature while you're underwater and vice versa. Like the water to air barrier blocks noise. Unless the noise is like a thunderous explosion, something like that. That is really foreboding for this <laughs> trip underwater. Yeah, I don't know why I'd have to bring that up. Uh... <laughs> All creatures are considered to have resistance to fire damage while underwater, and the area of effect of lightning damage is doubled. Creatures are not vulnerable to lightning damage, that would just be too dangerous and too game-breaking for both the NPCs and the party members. So, a lightning bolt with a width of 5 feet and a line of, what is it, 100 feet, becomes 10 feet and 200 feet. Okay. Nice. Yeah. That makes sense. Let's do the rest of the campaign underwater. Alright, guys. <laughs> I have a significant advantage here. What was that? I couldn't hear ya. Does shocking grasp, can I do that from 10 feet away? Is it normally touch? Yeah, I think so. Then, yeah, 10 feet. I think that's good. Sweet. Yeah, it's like it would normally crazy. be a 5 foot. To, yeah. I mean, remember, nice. that's going to work with the NPCs, too. So when you fight Absolutely giant electric right. eels, things like that. <gasps> I don't know again, when? I don't know why you have to bring them up. <laughs> yeah, what do you mean? <laughs> so you're probably a quarter of the way through this um, secret tunnel at this point. Would you? Would the two of you just continue along your way, or would you want to go back and speak with anyone? Hmm. I'll let Jack decide. He's he's running point. Let's just keep going. Alright. And uh, you make it halfway. There's some larger sharks in the deeper water, but again, they still can't get to you. Mm-hmm. You continue on. Uh, again, fossilized coral. There's barnacle growths, clams, uh, various crustaceans and shellfish, starfish attached to the coral. Smaller fish like, what are smaller fish? Like minnows and things like that are kind of flitting in and out of the gaps. They're small enough to make it through. Sea bass. And uh, as you continue, you notice that some of the silt on the seabed is swirling up to sort of block your passage before you can get further along the tunnel. Uh, hmm. Hmm. Um, I think Mitsuka's gonna go ahead and cast uh, Light. Um, on maybe, like, one of the, like, um, coral formations to see, like, maybe if we can see into that, like, swirling, like, dust storm, I guess, the sand. Okay. And it's gonna shine, like, really, like, green and kind of, like, otherworldly underwater. Nice. You do so, and, uh, the silt swirls directly at you. I will say there is aggression in this gesture from this cloud of silt. <sighs> okay. Uh... Hmm. Mitsuka's gonna start trying to swim out of the way. I figured nobody wants to get silt in the eyes. <laughs> Alright, let's go ahead and roll initiative just in case you end up punching the silt or anything like that. <laughs> okay, great. Aren't you glad you came with me? <laughs> so glad. I got a 17. I got a 12. Nice, the, the silt got a 4, so the two of you will be going before the silt. I think Jack is going to pull Mitsuka back and say, hey, 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 before we, let's just, let's, let's, let's maybe consult with Zachariah. I mean, it's just... I have no idea. Dirt. I think we'll have you want me to shoot it? No issues. I think we could just probably swim through it. It can't hurt us that much. I... <laughs> Inspiration to Mitska for the amount of not meta gaming that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yep. Alright. Deserved. <laughs> I'm really trying to play Mitska as like the 
overly arrogant, like, oh, I've had, like, three weeks of training. I know what's going on. <laughs> right. It's just it trying just... to attack you. <laughs> well, it moved with aggression. I don't know that it, it could be a, just a warning. I, I don't feel much concerned by it, honestly. I think we can swim right through it and it won't chase us much. Well, if that's what you think, I'll follow you. <laughs> After you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think Mitsuka's going to go swim right through it. All right. Oh, boy. <laughs> it makes an opportunity attack. You know what? I'm going to be generous and say rather than making an opportunity attack, it just attacks you on its turn. Okay. After you swim through it. Thank you so much. Anytime. Yeah. It crit. There you go. <laughs> That's what I get for not metagaming. That's yeah. what I get. Alright. How much damage does that do to me? So, uh, Mitsuka, that's 8 bludgeoning and 23 acid damage. Mitsuka is knocked out. <laughs> that's not even the crit damage. You might be fucking dead. Yeah, that's You might just be 100 percented after this crit damage. What's your max HP? Uh, 38. I was at 31. So. There's so a. Real... Exactly at zero. At exactly zero, yeah. Crit damage added is 1d6 and 4d8. Max out all of that puts you at 30. So you are not insta-killed. Okay, that's good. Fucking close enough. Really close. Oh my god. That's what? That's two death failures? Uh, It doesn't doesn't count as a death failure. It's just like, rather than, uh, yeah, it it would have insta-killed you if it had done 38 damage. Right, Zachariah's well, head pulls out of the water. He's like, I think I hear a turtle dying somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Can we roll back the tape of Mitsuka saying, it can't hurt us that badly. <laughs> like, insert that right here, please. <laughs> um, really in addition, like, Mitsuka... Wow, I won't metagame. I'll be, I'll be arrogant. <laughs> <laughs> Mitsuka's not afraid of a little bit of dirt. Right. <laughs> Good thing, though, Mitsuka, you have, uh, technically, you have magical armor, right? Your robes are magical. Ah, uh, yes. So it does not corrode your armor. Okay, that's... that's oh. oh, great. Wow, so uh. good to hear. So good. Thank you, old, for small <laughs> blessings. <laughs> that takes us back to Jack. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Attempt <laughs> to pull Mitsuka's unconscious body out of the dust. <laughs> You can do that if you use your action to take the disengage action. Uh, unless you want to provoke an opportunity attack. No. Not particularly. <laughs> um. We saw what just happened. Well, you saw what just happened. No one else did. Uh, <laughs> He's like, well, yeah, no. I don't know how deep Mitska is into the sauce at this point. <laughs> Uh, we'll say her her tail is sticking out. She's dragon turtle born, so she has like the long draconic tail. Okay, yeah, I can attempt to pull her out. Should I start making another character now? <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't hurt to have a backup. All right, <laughs> Mitsuka, can you breathe underwater, or do you hold your breath for a really long time? I breathe underwater. Okay, so you're not gonna drown. No. Cool. She is a sea turtle. All right, so I guess I will, yeah. Yeah, so Jack, with the disengage action, you can you can start swimming away from it with disengage. Oh my god! 
<laughs> yeah, dragging someone is half speed, though, so it's probably 15 feet away. Let's have some fun and make it three-quarter speed because she's underwater. Oh. Very nice. So 22 feet, 42. round it down to 20 feet. 20 feet. Yeah. And you notice Again, the, underwater um, plays into our effect. It's working. Yeah. You notice the, the silt cloud actually does not give chase. It just kind of swirls there, and then as you, like, glance over your shoulder as you're pulling it away, it or as you're pulling her, her away, the silt settles back down onto the ocean floor. Ah. Security. <laughs> your name's gotta be on the list. It's VIP. <laughs> And Mitsuka very clearly was not VIP. Once it comes back around to me, I will uh, spare the dying on Mitsuka. Yeah, yeah, that means Mitsuka. Even if you get a crit fail, you're not dead, dead. So you are okay, hanging well, on good. for now. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. Oh boy. Ah, man. Yeah, I think. Well, let's see the death save just for fucking. I'm just curious. Can... No, <laughs> I think we're good. I think I don't know. I want to <laughs> see it. I want to know. Uh, roll okay, them. Great. Roll them. Double oh, crit boy. fail. Uh, <laughs> all right, I got three. <laughs> three. Oh, it's a good thing you are stabilized. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So, are you staying underwater with Mitsuka, or are you going to go back up to the tide pool opening? I'm gonna. <laughs> I think I'm gonna. Man, it's so selfish. But I kind of want to just see if it would attack me or if it was attacking Mitsuka. But I'm so scared of it now. <laughs> I think you fucking do right it. I think do you it. Get some right there. Do it. Yesterday you said tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> you hear think... like a meat scout like echo in your head, like yeah, just swim right through it. What could go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> Can't do that much damage to us. <laughs> he led you here. It makes sense to me. Yeah, maybe maybe it's just you. Maybe you're on the VIP list. Oh, we can't talk to him. I'm sorry. I'm metagaming here. Suddenly, here on the shore, I feel like it's a good thing I can't breathe underwater. <laughs> you know what's strange? I actually, um... <laughs> uh, I could have learned a spell that I could have ritual cast on all of us so that we could all always breathe underwater, and I didn't do it. Oh, huh. weird. Well, that's okay. It's not too late. Very strange choice. I need to find some sort of spell scroll and some gold, or mm. become more powerful, but uh, I do have a future solution for this problem. I actually knew a wizard way back when, who ritual casted water breathing on me every day. Haven't you been alive for like two weeks? No, I actually had, in another game I had a wizard who did it every day and it never came into play, and now I'm a <laughs> wizard <laughs> in a water game, and it didn't cross my mind until this moment. That it's immediately <laughs> coming into play. I think I'm just gonna take Mitsuka back. Okay, so the rest of you, you're waiting on this tidal pool for probably like five minutes, <laughs> and <laughs> Jack pops up again, dragging Mitsuka's unconscious body. <laughs> oh, oh my god! What, what happened? happened to her? Jesus! Her. There was some sort of strange silt monster underwater, and it blasted her in the face with a, a sandy... I mean, she did say at the very beginning of this episode she hates sand. I should have seen it coming. <laughs> oh, it sounds like the sand hates her too. Yeah, wow. I guess so. Okay, well, I, I feel like Destiny. Excellent callback. Only picked four of us. 
No, just me. <laughs> well, I mean, if it, you were down there, you were down there for about five minutes. We don't have any way for all of us to be able to breathe water. So there's nothing that we can do about this tunnel. And we're very, very, very far away from our fucking purpose at this point. Why don't you make a treasure map and we'll come back here? Hmm. Well, I think I'm going to swim back to it real quick. Okay. Oh my God! I'll come with you, Jesus fucking Christ! Uh, Zachariah um, takes his strips completely naked. He's a <laughs> he is a um, just a, a pure skeleton right now. He wouldn't look any different from uh, a Harris at all, uh-huh. except for I have my lantern, which is magical. It's not like a normal flame, and yeah. my my arcane focus. And I yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go in with him. Clacker, maybe you should go to a... Oh, no. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm going to stay here. It's okay. You know, someone's got to stay with with the no, turtle lady. I, but I, I'm not going down there. I can't breathe underwater or well, hold my breath that long. Well, then stay here too. Well, that's, I, I'm staying here so you don't have to, is what I'm saying. Why can't we both stay here? We'll be fucking fine. Here, Zachariah, stay back. Don't get too close to it. It's pretty aggressive. If we have to, I'll just get it out of your way so you can go do what you're going to do. I also want to point out, Zachary doesn't swim. He jumps in and just literally sinks to the bottom and then walks walks yeah. along the bottom of the seafloor here. Noted for when you're in the open ocean and fall off a boat. <laughs> That's horrifying. Can't you just let me RP some things? <laughs> um, We're going to have to install a flotation device under your yeah, right? Water wings for Zachariah. <laughs> I mean, literally, though, like, how would a skeleton swim? Like, I don't have any gases in me. I don't have... I guess right. I could just propel myself. Have you myself. not seen Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl, where they're all the skeletons are underwater? Is that... Was that... Which one was that? There was one of them where there were That's the first one, yeah. Skeletons. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. I don't remember Boys. it for some reason. And if it happened in Pirates of the Caribbean, I'm pretty sure it's real, so... Right. right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, so the two of you are back me. underwater. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say to Jack, Okay, Jack, I'm going to cast a spell. I just want you to just swim through, okay? All right. And let me say, as you're as you're getting back closer to the silt, um, Zachariah, your lantern illuminates some um, carvings in the... Uh, what do you call it? In the coral that uh, the two of you that were down here earlier would have missed. Mitska, the light source that you cast would have illuminated these as well, but right after you like, or you did the light in response to the silt popping up, so your attention was otherwise like kind of uh, focused elsewhere. These runes are Zachariah speaks both Islander dialect and uh, Arrowhavian. Yes, sir. Okay. Oh, it's Arrohavian and Islander dialect. <laughs> it's an ancient dialect of Arrohavian that is reminiscent of Islander dialect as well. And it's telling the story of a, a tall human and a short human and some animals. And I can uh, recount the story up until the point at which you would encounter the silt. Or you can encounter the silt now and I will recount the story later. Kind of up to the two of you where your focus is directed. I feel like the story could be pertinent to the silt. Yeah, I, I'd like to, I'd like to get what I can <laughs> first here. Okay. I never thought I'd say that. <laughs> um, so there was a 
again, a tall human and a short human. The implication is parent and child. And uh, the shorter one drowns at sea. And you see uh, carvings. Again, there's like one carving roughly on every couple um, pillars of coral telling this story. And so the parent is on their like knees and elbows, uh, hands clutching at their head. Um, it's a fairly rudimentary drawing, but it still conveys grief fairly effectively. And then um, there's depictions of uh, the, uh, the older parent rowing a boat out to where the child drowned at sea and building their house next to the parents or next to the child's grave, as it were, on a, a small island in the sea. Sun and moon go over the house. Uh, time passes. Not quite sure how much time. And then three animal, or I'm sorry, four animals approach the house. These animals are a polar bear, a hare, or a rabbit, a fox, and a walrus. That is all of the story that you get before encountering the silt. Okay. Jack, there's some sort of, there's like a, a halfling and a goliath. <laughs> and the halfling looks like it can't swim. Can halflings swim? As good as the next. Yeah, I think so this goliath, he, he can't swim, and so he's sad that the halfling can swim. Or can't swim? I'll have to study this a little bit more. <laughs> well, now I'm curious. I was going to cast a fog cloud so that you could just swim through and do what you needed to do, but I kind of want to see the rest of the story now. And I, I can't, I can't see... Okay, so what I'm going to do is while Jack finishes this, I'm going to cast Unseen Servant as a ritual and have the Unseen Servant get the rest of the story for me. So order okay. of operations here. I'm going to cast Fog Cloud so that Jack can swim through and fucking find his destiny. What the fuck we're doing here? Not saving Jack. And then Yar. I'm going to ritual cast Unseen Servant to um, read the rest of the runes for me. I didn't know we were here to save Jack. I'm saving me from me. Hudson, oh, sorry. you meant Hudson, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Moriarty, stop yelling into the pool. We're trying to be stealthy here. Yeah, mechanically, you can't hear people on the different levels. <laughs> so he's just like got his ear down to the wall. It's like a walkie-talkie, like press the hear button, press the speak button. I'm very good at it. I was married to a mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> so, my fog cloud isn't casting. Man, it happens to the best of us. <laughs> I don't. I've got no clue what that one means. Fog Cloud has a radius of 20 feet. Uh, it's going to obscure you from the Silt Monster. So the Silt Monster will not be able to attack you. Or at least it would have disadvantage while doing so. But it couldn't take off attack, so you could just swim straight through really fast. I will attempt to swim through. Alright. I see no way that could backfire. Yar, I literally you use your brain. Fire big time, but so Jack, you swim through the silt cloud and continue along the um, the coral tunnel a little bit more. And uh, uh, does Jack know Arrowhavian? No, I know West Anakin trade speak and primordial. Primordial. Uh, make a uh, your choice. Make a history or investigation or insight check. A twelve. Okay, with a 12, you uh, get the uh, gist of uh, the um, pictograms, but you don't get direct translations of the Arrohavian runes. So you see kind of the conclusion of the story, and you get a you get a sense that you're missing, like, the middle, like, beat. 
but I do get past the old silt monster here. Yes, you do. Hmm. Do I think it was because the cloud, or do I think it was because it was me? Great question. Um, Insight or Arcana? DC 12. God damn it, Jack is worthless at Insight. (laughs) (laughs) I am not insightful. I'm just wandering down this path. I have no clue what's going on. I don't understand the cryptographs. Yeah, I, you do. You do understand. You do understand the pictures. You see it, <laughs> so you miss like a, a middle chunk of this. But you see the older human offering the corpse of the younger human to the animals, and they're ravaging it and taking its hair and its teeth and its bones, and then they run away. Wow! And then afterwards, the parent is apparently very happy and they lives a fulfilled life for the remainder of their days. <laughs> <laughs> Sakurai probably doesn't <laughs> need to see the rest of this. He, right. I think it... <laughs> After that, Jack, you uh, come to the end of the coral tunnel, where there is an entryway into an underwater chamber inside a massive, like, coral cave, essentially. Like, this just massive outgrowth that's been hollowed out on the inside. And uh, there's, again, there's, in Arohavian runes, there's an inscription above the doorway, but there's no physical door, so you could go straight in if you choose to. Yep. I'm gonna go on in. All right. And you have dark vision, yes? I do have dark vision. There you go. So, Jack, you swim into this, um, this cave. I will describe it to you, but just real quick, I'm gonna cut back to the shore for, um, our friends. Mitska... Or, let's see, Moriarty, I saw you roll your special marinade earlier. Was that to heal Mitska? Yes, I, before they were really going down, I did cast Cure Wounds, which is actually just Moriarty's special marinade sauce. It heals people, does, you know, chef things. Right. And that heal him for eight. Great. So, Mitska, you're back up with eight health. Um, you do have one level of exhaustion from being knocked out. So, Clacker, Mitska, and Moriarty are on the shore. Is there anything that you all would like to do while waiting for your other two friends, or are you just kind of hanging out? Clacker takes the horn out of his blowhole and carves everyone's initials into um, into the stones around the pool. Nice. Including, including Hudson Swift. It's just, it's like separated from the group, but it's there. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> Mitska's like laying like with their eyes closed like she's still not doing great and you just hear this like soft like humming that sounds like under the sea <laughs> and she's just laying there eyes closed and pretending to be asleep even though I think I would imagine both Moriarty and Clacker would probably suspect that she's not but she doesn't want to answer any questions about what happened <laughs> right <laughs> You might want to heal up a bit before uh, whatever got you gets you again, you know. Just just putting it out there. He's just pretending to be asleep still. <laughs> 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 pretends not to hear that response to that. And then I, I kind of lean over to uh, Moriarty and I say, you know, I can see her breathing and I can see that her eyes are, are moving, but I don't I don't think she wants anything to do with us right now. I think she's I think she's ignoring us on purpose. <laughs> It's the weirdest thing I know, that she's horrible at this pretending, like she didn't even close her eyes, and she looks at us when we talk about her. (laughs) She is really hard at this. (laughs) Can Mitska roll perception to uh, see if she hears this? I uh, 
Wait, I'm sorry. Were you guys intentionally whispering so that Nitsuke wouldn't no, hear? No, I'm pro- projecting it towards Mitsuke. <laughs> yeah, no, Mitsuke oh, hears this. I was, I was trying to be a little discreet, but well, yeah, I Moriarty's guess. Moriarty's not having Moriarty any of that. Care. He's just like, it's almost like Mitsuke's really <laughs> bad at this, about pretending All right, that Mitsuka's- she's asleep gonna roll over at this point and then like sit up and put her feet in the water. And, Does like, she need help of... rolling over from her shell? <laughs> <laughs> she like goes side to side a few times and then flips over. <laughs> I hadn't thought of that but 100%. It's like so much more pitiful to watch. <laughs> I will say um, that can be a quirk specific to Mitsuka and certainly a challenge for some Dragon Turtleborn, but or Dragon Turtleborn again, since they have the more draconic tails, many of them are able to use their tails to kind of not suffer the same way that a turtle might. But it's still a wonderful image watching Mitsuka <laughs> flail around. <laughs> One of these days, I'm gonna get find a suction cup that just sticks to Mitsuka's back and then so when she lays down it sticks to whatever surface and then she'll really be stuck (laughs) marooner on an island (laughs) I was just more thinking like you know the floor of a cabin and on a boat or something like that you're just stuck there just put her on the wall at least a little better for her put her on the wall (laughs) just pop her up on the wall (laughs) Like your high school bullies in like an 80s yeah. film. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Giving me a wedgie. Anywho, Mitsuka may want to heal herself up, but you know, there was something that apparently beat her. Um, yeah, so Mitsuka like rolls over and then like kind of puts her feet in the water, but then kind of like puts her like hands on her knees and then her head in her hands. And she's like, Master Kinawan was right on really not ready for any of this. I really am too arrogant, huh? Thank you so much for healing me. I I, I really appreciate that. I'm sorry no I haven't been much help on this uh, adventure of ours. And I'll kind of go up next to her and I'll sit down and be like, oh, hey, you know, things go wrong sometimes, but, you know, that happens. You're here now. You didn't die. And then can I take out... Hold on. What is it? Uh, can I take out some of the, like powdered saber tooth horn that I have just like open the bag and just kind of like motion toward her. I, I'm not sure what you want me to do with this. Yeah, I don't know. Moriarty's gonna go to the other side of Mitsuka. Put his arm around her and pull out some of that seaweed. <laughs> Light up a little bit and he's gonna be so how do you like the spatial marinade anyways? Wow. <laughs> wow. I, I am conscious now, so I assume that that helped me a lot. So I, I mean, could I have maybe a little bit of both, perhaps? I don't, I don't want to. They, they both seem like good options here. Oh yeah, help yourself. And I take my, I, I take my fingers and I kind of dip a little into my bag and I just take the saber, the powdered saber tooth horn, and I just kind of like rub it on my teeth. Also, the thought of you, like, opening your mouth in these, like, you know, orca teeth, this, like, killer apex predator, and then you, like, rubbing (laughs) tigers. And I growl, I go... (laughs) (laughs) That's a perfect growl. 
<laughs> what is going oh, on back on shore? Um, <laughs> this fucking seaweed is hitting hard. I thought I just heard an orca, you know, roar like a tiger there. <laughs> Mitsuka's gonna absolutely take a dab of the uh, saber tooth tiger powder and rub that on her teeth as well, that they're much less fearsome and terrifying <laughs> than clackers. And then she's absolutely going to take a hit of the seaweed as well. Maybe she's going to puff, puff, and then pass it back to uh, to Moriarty. And then she's going to ask, So, uh, what was any of that anyway? If you have to ask, you don't want to know. <laughs> yeah, before Mitsuke gets any answers, I think we'll cut back to Jack. <laughs> just loved wondering. I just would like to point out that Mitsuke literally has zero clue what either of those substances are. <laughs> So, Jack, you are in an underwater chamber carved from the interior of a massive coral fixture. So you see, uh, first, this large coral coffin in the middle of the room, on the ground. Around it, there are skeletons that have um, sunk, obviously, down and uh, met their final resting place around the coffin. Directly above the coffin, there is a... A heavy, ironclad trap door that is shut, and you see claw marks under the trap door, evidently where the skeletons were trying to claw their way out. How the room is roughly 20 foot tall, 20 foot wide, 20 foot deep, but again, not a perfect cube. It's, you know, rough, rough hewn edges from the coral. A patch of ground in the room is bare silt rather than just completely coral, so. The three possible, or the three things that are not just coral on the wall, ceiling, and floor are the trapdoor, the open waterway that you came in from, and the patch of silt that's kind of at the head of where the coffin is. There are ancient Arohavian inscriptions on the uh, coffin, but again, I know you don't read Arohavian, so I can't translate that for you. Sure. Is there anything written in Arohavian down there? (laughs) (laughs) Sound it out phonetically. Hmm. Are there any, like, claw marks on the coffin or whatever? Uh, there are not. Just on the trapdoor. Ugh. Would what I've found from the rest of the story be helpful in this instance, Nathan? Oh, good point, because you sent your unseen servant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would. I'll give that to you, Zachariah, and then you can shout it to Jack. Let's see. So, the unseen servant reports back to you. Uh, can can it communicate? Or can you see through its eyes? Uh, let me double check the spell description. I don't. It doesn't say I can communicate with it telepathically. So I can think it, it is. No, I think it's going to have to like go read it and then come back and like draw in my notebook for me. Oh sure, okay, okay, sure. So I left off where um, the the four animals approached the house, right? Mm-hmm. Swam out to the little island. So the uh, parent is. Um, comes out of the house to see uh, the four animals digging up the corpse of the child. <laughs> Jesus. And uh, at this point, the pictographs mix with ancient Arohavian runes, so there's some dialogue. It almost like comic book fashion, like the ancient mm-hmm. precursor to the comic book. So the parent whose name you can see now is Tigal, he is obviously furious, and he bears a, a spear at the animals and says, what are you doing? Like, that's the... that's the resting place of my child. And uh, the animals, in turn, 
plead with Tigal, and the fox says, How do you think that we get our teeth? The walrus says, Where would we get our whiskers? The uh, rabbit says, What about our vital organs? We have to get those from somewhere. And uh, the ice bear, the polar bear, ultimately says, We must perforce steal from the dead. From death comes life. Life eventually turns to death, which begets life. And uh, upon hearing this, Tigal responds uh, that they may take of the dead as they as they must. And so this contextualizes the scenes that Jack saw that were disturbing to him, that would make more sense, especially to Zachariah, but would make more sense if Zach had the middle part, or if, if Jack had the middle part of the story. The uh, grateful animals are appreciatively taking the hair, the teeth, the entrails from the child in a display of... Uh, respectful symbiosis and uh, because of his generosity the animals repay Tigal with kindness and uh, for the remainder of his days he lives in uh, somber happiness but a, a form of contented happiness nonetheless that is the end of the story painted on the side of the um, coral but there's also an inscription uh, over the doorway into the uh, watery crypt where Jack is currently and uh, the inscription is in ancient Arohavian as well, and it says, Ice bear, walrus, rabbit, and fox, are you prepared to suffer a terrible loss? Okay. Does this... Uh, does this resemble my... Like, the root of my... In my mind, this resembles my... The, the religion that I have followed to some degree. Ankasan, I think is how you say it? Yeah. Is that... Are the similarities there in my head, or is that a... Uh, make a history check. Sure. I got an 18. Yeah, the uh, similarities are... You're you're very well read, so I'd say the similarities are there, but you feel fairly, like, proud for noticing them because this is a region heavily, like, influenced by Gamalism. This is where Gamalism originated, was in Renienna, Erhav, Dakaral. So the uh, similarities kind of predate written or kind of indoctrinated religion when uh, ideas flowed and traded and morphed more freely without things being as like set in structure as they are as they generally tend to be nowadays so a very ancient tie between camelism uh, and uh, ankosan and then can i do a religion or history check on the significance of the polar bear kind of like the moose is there anything there you can go ahead and make a history check for sure i botched Wait, though, I might feel like I have something for this that gives me advantage. I need to remember what it is, though. You have some sort of undead knowledge from ages past that gives you, like, an extra d6 or something like that. Oh, yeah. So it's still... Well, how do you... Are do you, are skill checks botchable for you? Does it matter if I add a d6? Skill checks are not auto-failures, so it could matter. Like, a d6 could help. Ooh, I got a six on my knowledge from past life, so that takes me up to a 14. With a roll of one on the d20, I might add. You're very historically knowledgeable. Yeah. Yeah, a bear does trigger something in the uh, Gamalism pantheon. That would be Pjorlig, the uh, goddess of justice and honesty, who is um, has the like holy symbol of a bear nurturing two cubs. That's funny how wrong I spelled that. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's it's Norse. Bjorlig. I'm shouting this information. Uh, Jack! Jack! Can you hear me? Yeah, just barely. <laughs> I get it. 
Wait, you don't know about the Wait, bear? Wait, what? Uh, I don't yeah. get it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, there's an inscription on the crypt that you just entered that says, I spare walrus, rabbit, and fox. Are you prepared to suffer a terrible loss? And the story here has to do with some type of ancient creatures uh, repurposing human corpses, similarly to I do. I definitely see some similarities there, but I'm worried that that place you're in might be some type of ritual chamber or sacrifice or something. I don't know what's in there, but... There's a hatch and a coffin. Okay, I wouldn't touch the... Well, the coffin might be someone who sacrificed themselves. Perhaps this is some sort of ritual. I'd come in with you, but... What's that? Is the hatch up or down? It's closed. I know it's closed. Is it above you or below you? It's above me. There's claw marks all over it. I don't think it's going to be easy to open. There's claw marks and a coffin. So whatever was in the coffin maybe tried to get out? There's also, like, 20 skeletons that line the room. Okay, so people are sacrificing something to whatever's in the coffin, and the thing in, that they try to get out, and they claw at the hatch. So people are throwing people into the hatch to the thing in the coffin. So I think we're dealing with, like, water vampires, and you should leave. <laughs> water vampires? Jack, by by translating, or by kind of describing the characters, the Arrohavian runes that are on the coffin, and shouting them back to Zachariah, the two of sure. you can determine that the inscription says Rikad, son of Tigal. Okay, it's probably not a vampire. But why are they sacrificing things to it? Why do they try to get out? Hmm. I think I there's some there's some of that silt. There's some silt in here. There is some silt. It is not stirring. It does not appear to be animate. I I could be wrong, but I think people come in here and they get attacked by that silt. Just like you got attacked, and Mitska, or Mitska got attacked, not you. D- look at the bodies, look at the skeletons, see if there's any sort of, like, teeth marks or claw marks. See if, see if they just drowned and decomposed over hundreds of years, or if they're, like, if Sand they've been blasted. Yeah, sandblasted. <laughs> yeah, uh, what do you want for that? Like, a survival or uh, perception? Sure, I'll take a survival. Persuasion. Of not a persuasion. Tell me how you died. A 23 survival check on these bones. Yes, there are not, like, bite or damage marks on the bones themselves. It appears that they died of drowning. I will say uh, the, uh, um, there's there's some treasure scattered throughout the skeletons. And you said, like, 20 skeletons. I'd bring the number down to about, like, 8 skeletons. The treasure itself looks like... It's it's worth more than nothing, but it might not be worth the trouble of like bringing it all out. Like it's a bag of like some gold pieces might be easy to grab. There's a sword with a ruby like embedded in the hilt, but the blade is rusted beyond uh, usefulness. So definitely some monetary value, but the uh, point to focus on I'll give you this for a survival twenty three is they uh, all came into the tomb with some amount of treasure, which they still possess. So they're trying to make a sacrifice, maybe? Or trying to offer something? I will take off all my clothes oh, and leave Jack, all my gold. Oh, Jack, warn me! <laughs> Zachariah can't see any of this. There's a, a fog cloud and a silt cloud in the way. Yeah, I'll take off all my clothes and leave my gold 
and on my magic pen and my nightlight. <laughs> but aren't you still bringing some booty? <laughs> no. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> That's and good. I'll leave it all on the uh, on next to the coffin there, and I will stand there naked and awkward for a moment. <laughs> all right, make an awkward roll. <laughs> A 15. That's a pretty awkward. <laughs> as nothing seems to happen. Yeah, nothing mm. seems to happen. What are you doing, Jack? Give me I was making a big sacrifice. I was giving rid of all of my stuff. But you just said they still had their stuff, so obviously what they're giving is, like, organs. I told you the story. Does the hatch open? Tr- just organs. try the hatch. I feel like we're overcomplicating this. Just try the hatch before we do anything else. I'm gonna cast Mage <laughs> Okay. Still naked, but mage armored. Right. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, I've got my electric field aura up, mm-hmm. and I will tie lightly try the hatch. Well, let's just give it a little. Let's just uh, let's take a look at here. What do we got going on here for this hatch? I'll swim on up to it. Yeah, it's still locked. Can't get it open. Either or both of you could make. I think history would be the best history checks. Or Jack could do it. Uh, actually, I think it's better if, if we just have Jack do history with advantage. I have a very good history, though. God. Part 15. of why I thought it was better for Jack to do it with advantage. <laughs> uh, 15 is good. So um, you uh, remember the the father buried the son before the animals um, dug it up. And with the inscription, are you prepared to suffer unbearable loss? You get the sense that whatever treasure you relinquish you will be relinquishing permanently not just dropping it yeah i get that i definitely get that i have to get rid of it right i'm just trying to decide which organ is the least useful now (laughs) (laughs) give it your penis that is very useful to me (laughs) i've never seen you use it i use it (laughs) every day what where when you're sleeping. I don't sleep. I mean, yeah, when I'm sleeping. Uh, if you had skin, you would have t- been able to tell that water where you were swimming earlier was a bit warmer. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, it scared the piss out of me when Mitska died. <laughs> Almost. Well, if you became a real pirate and got rid of an eye, had to wear an eye patch. Oh, it's scary. Step my own eye out. I like a kidney. You got two of those. Oh, they took my freaking kidney. Especially after the plus 15 awkward <laughs> roll. <laughs> like, really concerned that I'm going to rip my own eye out and be like, is this not enough for you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do we know that it, that's what... I don't know what it wants. And you can't look back from there. Can I Can I roll, like, an insight check? Like, do I think Jack's on the right path here? Like, he has to give up an organ? Sure. Can roll an insight check. Seven. Yeah, it seems like a great idea. I think you're right. <laughs> Jack, you remember this is coming from a skeleton. Hmm. <laughs> Jack, can you make either an insight or a perception check yourself? Give just a little bit more. A 14. Okay, so you do feel like you're on the right track, either with uh, material goods or part of your own body. Either would work if it's significant enough. You feel that there is a um, specific area in which you're supposed to bestow your um, your gift. 
just kind of dropping mm. it willy-nilly doesn't really do it. So like, I'm getting the vibe as the more I think about this that I need to put it on or in the coffin. Is that what I'm kind of getting? That's what I just, I don't know. That's where I went with this, the more you said it. I will put it on the coffin, all my stuff. Nothing happens at that point. It seems like the sign. I mean, from what I gathered from what he just said, it seems like the significance of the item plays a bigger part than possibly what it, like, if it's, like, organic material or inorganic material. Right, can you can you describe your um, equipment one more time? Or your inventory? It's mostly gold at this point. I just have 105 gold. But I do have a wooden shield, a magic coat, a nightlight, a magic pen. But I, uh, yeah, I guess I see where it's going with this, and I will... I don't have, like, a blade. How metal would it be if you fashioned a bone blade from the skeletons to cut your own eye out? They'd tell stories about that one. You can use my horn. <laughs> Jesus. Wouldn't that really just be bone, not metal, though? Ha. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy <laughs> chuckle. Yeah, I was going to say thanks for the sympathy laugh. <laughs> I was going to say unconscious turtle says what, but... <laughs> uh, I'm conscious now, thank you very much. Conscious and stoned. Yeah, I don't even know how I would go about overcoming my own, you know, fear of this, but I would guess I would start trying to pull my own eye out. Um, okay, make <laughs> first... <laughs> A wisdom saving throw. Do you want help? I mean, I can do Step through the silt. Yeah, I, 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 I'm not going to let you do this alone. I'm going to try and uh, sneak through the fog cloud. Okay, so uh, I will give that to you. You can join him in the mausoleum, <laughs> and I'll describe it briefly for you, Grant. Um, oh my god. You So you're, you find yourself with Jack in this room, roughly 20 feet in all dimensions, but rough, rough walls. Uh, there's a... It's all made out of fossilized coral. There's a coral um, coffin in the middle of the room, eight skeletons uh, in a decent repair with uh, some form of small treasure around each one, and a patch of bare ground uh, that's just like silt instead of coral. And then above you, kind of in the middle, there's the trapdoor. Are, are you sure about this, Jack? I don't know. I'm at my wit's end. I mean, your god brought you here. I understand. Zachariah, I put my hand on your shoulder, which is funny because it's kind of the thing that you always do to people. And I say, I brought you guys out here. I convinced you to go after Hudson. I convinced you to follow a moose into the woods. I convinced you to swim through a tunnel full of sharks and silt. And I am going to rip my own eye out to figure out what's going on in here so we didn't waste all of our time. I, like... Jack's standing there butt naked. I'm naked. I clasp I, I clasp arms with him. I clasp You're arms with him. Too. I'm naked too. I clasp arms with him and I'm like, Jack. And I'm like, I'm like breathing just really like, Jack, we don't do anything alone. And I pull his eyeball out. Ah! Ah! Um, God damn. So... Jack, Jack, make a um, wisdom save. Oh my. He told you to do that before the first time. God. Oh, man. You you succeeded. The DC was 10, so you take half of three sanity damage. So you only take one sanity damage from your eye getting ripped out. 
by a naked oh. skeleton. Oh. <laughs> a naked skeleton. <laughs> I'm just reeling. Blood is flowing into the water. Alex and I had the same look of horror on our faces. Like as the, I just like looked up and we're both like, like mouth agape, like hands over our heads. That was. I didn't think me suggesting that would actually come to fruition. (laughs) I'm just standing there with my eyeball, (laughs) with Jack's eyeball. (laughs) Put it in your your socket. (laughs) Yeah, no. You'll you'll never be alone, Jack. Not again. We're in this together. Oh god! <laughs> and I and I try to hand him the eyeball, <laughs> yeah, oh. which I imagine the little like parts of it that have come off are like floating. You know what right. I mean? Like yeah, behind the, the, the eye stem and the nerves. Yep. <sighs> There's blood that's like seeping out into the water. You hear the sharks beyond getting more frantic, but they still can't get into you. Oh. <sighs> <sighs> yeah, I just. I don't know. I just kind of stand there reeling, and I, I say, "Well, thank, thank you, Zachariah. You're welcome. <laughs> Are you gonna do something? This is a little awkward. <laughs> I guess I take it and I put it with the rest. Did Zachariah just make Jack holy? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Caught him horrified. <laughs> So you put it with the rest of your equipment on the lid of the coffin? Yeah. Yeah, still nothing happens. Oh, I knew it! <coughs> you are 100% on the right track. Maybe we have to put it in the coffin. Should we put it in the coffin? Jack, are you are you okay? You seem a little distracted. You were I'm so focused. I got ripped out of my head, Zachary. I'm trying to... hard to think. If oh, anyone okay. figures this out who isn't present in the room, you can put it in the chat. Like, I'm, I'll allow a little meta here just because it's like a puzzle and five brains are better than two. No offense to the two brains immediately in question. I don't have a brain, technically. My only current train of thought is to move all of my stuff to the silt. But I'm horrified of the silt. <laughs> I mean, have we tried the coffin? Is the coffin locked? I, I keep saying uh, it. I haven't gotta... tried the coffin. It seemed disrespectful. I mean, you just put an eye on it. <laughs> I, I don't... Got a point there. I, I, I put my hands up like two scales. I'm like, uh, you know, opening a coffin, putting a dismembered body part on it. I don't know. Uh, I'm willing to try anything at this point. Okay, stand back in case this explodes. And I'm going to open, try to open the coffin. All right, make a strength check. Oh, for fuck's sake. Uh, here, let's, <laughs> let me help you. Oh, I got a 16. 16's not too bad. Uh, it does not budge. <sighs> I can't do it. I'm sorry. Um, Maybe the coffin opens after we solve the puzzle. Could you explain the room for me one more time now that I know there's a puzzle? Yes, Um, it's roughly 20 feet in any dimension. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is all coral. The walls, ceiling, and... Uh, um floor are all coral. Mm -hmm. There is a coffin in the middle of the room, eight skeletons around it, each of which have a modest amount of treasure that they did not part with. The uh, top, in the center of the ceiling, there's the locked hatch. There's the open doorway that you both came through. There's no door, just a door frame of coral. Um, And there is a patch of silt just above, or not above, but in front of the head of the coffin. Okay, well... Okay, so the people who died didn't give up their things. You've got your... Uh, maybe, do I need to leave? Maybe it... Is that crazy? Like, maybe if I go, then 
you know what I mean? Since you've given everything up, maybe I can't be here. Or maybe it's the silt. The silt's the only thing we haven't interacted with. I am scared of the silt, Zachariah, but let's interact <laughs> with the silt. <laughs> I don't think silts ever hurt anybody, ever. <laughs> <laughs> so, we can, we can do two at, two at once here. I'm going to stand just outside the room so that I can still just like, help him if I need to. Thumbs up, just like waving. <laughs> no, I mean, just in case, like, you know what I mean? Maybe me being here yeah. without having sacrificed anything is part of it. And then you interact with and the I silt. And I will so relocate be. my belongings to the silt. And once you do that, the eyeball sinks down into the silt. The silt washes over it. The rest of your equipment does does not is not affected by the silt. And the hatch swings open. The eyeball was enough. I think so. Get to keep your stuff. Do you think so? Aye, aye. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, go, uh, why don't, why don't you go meet your destiny or whatever, talk to your god. I'll get your stuff. I'll go back. All right. I'll swim through the hatch. I'll gather up Jack's stuff back through the fog cloud. And then the silt kills Zechariah. <laughs> it can't um, see by the time you get back through the fog cloud this time Zachariah uh, I'm gonna say the fog cloud dissipates once you're safely away from the sit. okay I, I can recast it if I need to yeah and Jack so you pop up through the hatch onto this island of coral technically that's a misnomer an island uh, can't be made purely of coral but regardless you are in the middle of uh, uh, these ruins here and so back on shore Stoned Mitska and Clacker uh, and Moriarty, you see Jack Rackman <laughs> now completely happened. naked <laughs> pop up on the side. <laughs> and then Zachariah pops out of the pool with all of his clothes. And I'm like, it's a long story. <laughs> <laughs> right, and you see you see blood pouring down half of uh, Jack's face as well. I look at um, I look at Mitska and Moriarty, and I look at the seaweed, and I look at the saber tooth dust, and I look back at the seaweed, and I look back at Mitska and Moriarty, <laughs> and then I just stare blankly ahead without saying anything. <laughs> I'm like Clacker thinks he's on a bad trip right now. <laughs> you guys told me this was gonna help, but oh, this is kind of weird. I don't know if I like this. Look, is Zachariah a skeleton? That's right, you haven't seen Zachariah before. <laughs> Not that's actually normal. He's, he's always been that way. That's actually But normal. the other thing has got me kind of wondering, though. It's a, it's a really long story. I don't know if it's my place to tell. <laughs> no, you're being a skeleton like, is kind of your story. through, like, Zachariah's ribcage. <laughs> like... <laughs> I mistake the gesture and think we're hugging and kind of like awkwardly half hug her and realize, realize we're not hugging and I back up. Right. Mitsuka accepts the hug. She's pretty like, she's pretty out Receptive. there. It's a, it's longer than most hugs. <laughs> Mitsuka has zero perception of time. <laughs> so Jack looks over with his one good eye and Mitsuka and Zachary are locked into a long hug. <laughs> <laughs> Mitska keeps trying to brick off like uh like a like when your mom drops you off at like college or something you're like okay gotta go <laughs> like oh. Mitska's enjoying putting her fingers through like different parts of like Zachariah's like skeleton like okay okay <laughs> all right all right 
like putting her finger like through where his eye should be. <laughs> Just do that to Jack. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I start to, like, uh, press digitation Jack's clothes and stuff to, like, dry them out. Oh, that's kind. Mitsuka backs off when they brace eventually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of Jack, so, Jack, you are in the middle of this, um, this house. Uh, only the stone and coral blocks remain. It uh, apparently, like, used to be made of wood and maybe thatch as well. You can't really tell all of the material, but... As you're standing in the middle, dark thunder clouds swirl in the sky overhead. All of you can see this, not just Jack. There's flashes of violet lightning. It's also late in the evening at this point, so the sky is kind of a deep purple as well, amplifying the effect. And uh, a spout of water swirls up from uh, kind of directly opposite of the shore clearly visible to you, like it's making a lot of noise and motion, no attempt to hide, and uh, it materializes into the form of a very old man, sagging jowls, long hair, some seaweed stuck in his hair, and he says, I am the spirit of Tigal. You have proven your wit, you have proven your discernment, you have proven your determination. Can you prove your strength? You must face my soul, my spirit, my remains. And should you triumph, you may possess my totem. And he gestures, and you see on the the taller chunk of coral on this like kind of two-part island, you see this large totem, probably it's like 20 feet tall, carved of black pine. And uh, the totem depicts a, from bottom to top, a walrus, an, a polar bear, a fox, and a rabbit. And uh, the spirit of Tigal says, You may challenge me. You may uh, do so with the help of your friends on the shore. I will wait for them to arrive. And then the churning water backs off from the island a little bit, but maintains its um, its motion. Misty, like, wind uh, buffering it uh, kind of sprays your face a little bit. And uh, you can uh, you can challenge him. You can prove your your strength, your valor, next week. Oh, oh. we can't do the awkward yelling back and forth from the beach here. <laughs> he said you could come over. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Did he say how though? <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what Mitsuko is gonna ask. Will you ask him if we can take a rest first? <laughs> Find out How's next week. How's your doing? <laughs> Not good. I singular. It's lonely. This has been the Kaleidosphere to whom the sea belongs. Thank you for joining us on this epic voyage. Uh, please like, share, subscribe, uh, leave a five-star review, leave a written review. Um, tell, uh, please let us know like what you what you think of the show. Uh, get in touch with us at linktree slash the Kaleidosphere to find links to our uh, Discord, Twitter, and email. Um, and pop on and hang out with us. It's a good time. This campaign is dedicated to Brandon, who we hold in loving memory. To Whom the Sea Belongs is set in the Kaleidosphere. That's kale, like the vegetable. Ido, I-D-O, sphere. Join us next week as they continue the uh, quest for this, uh, whatever, whatever the moose intended. As they encounter the spirit of Tigal. And Jack gets Mitska killed. Absolutely. <laughs>